You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. You are back with your Hot Mess Sunday Boys. We are. It is a, a Sunday. This is how you know. You don't know it's Sunday until you turn on the radio and you hear our golden voices. So you know what? Our producer called us out uh, a little bit ago by saying we always introduce the show with the same exact we do. things. He said it's this every it's time. It's the same thing. And he says, I tune out every time. It's the same boring stuff. And yes. you're like, okay, those words too. Yes. Um and uh he's <laughs> so mean to us he's very mean he cracks the whip so <laughs> we're trying to not say That's that so but hard. i know but this time i said you're back with your hot mess sunday boys and um and yeah it's habit all right it's it's, it's sense memory. yeah next time we'll we'll tell you you're back with your sexy sexy stripper men y- yeah then right that. no okay <laughs> um we'll get creative if we have sexy sexy stripper men in studio then okay us us, us. i know i know we what you're meaning which is why <laughs> They don't need I to I will know that. say in just a little <laughs> bit we're going to have men that <laughs> that are going to be on the show that I they can strip for me anytime. Oh really? Oh yeah. yeah. You know, we're going to have some musicians. I think we put it out on Facebook already, but Well Strung is going to be uh going to be on Outspoken. They are phenomenal. And they are they are talented, mm-hmm, yummy, mm-hmm. beautiful men and it just it makes me happy. They are and they play violins. So cellos in there. I mean, well, yeah. they play a lot of different and yeah. and, uh, and they sing while that they do it. That is so attractive. I just keep. Th- oh yeah, it's yeah. like hello. They have performed with the likes of like Kristen Chinoweth, which I love, and she does this whole intro where yeah. she's like, "No, I get it. They're hot. No, they they're very hot. They're hot, but they lead with their talent. But they are hot." I'm like, <laughs> okay. "Hey, hey, that's typically how people introduce us." So I was you know, just shocked that that was used here. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Oh no, of course. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. That's a, that's a thing. <laughs> that's typically. What is today, Sergey? Uh, December sixth. This today. <laughs> today is actually our birthday show. Um, Yay! we've been on air for two years now. Two, two years, years on the airways, which is crazy. It, it is. We had an amazing, lovely gift. Um, mm-hmm. of a beautiful email we got this morning from uh, oh, a it woman was, who... It was so sweet. Yeah, she's from Texas. Uh, she's not... Well, she is originally from Texas, but she's, she's from Phoenix, Phoenix right, right now. now. Mm-hmm. And um, she listens to our show. She reads a lot of stuff on our Facebook or our uh, website, and she just wrote a very kind note, and it was a good reminder at two years um, to remember that we... We are still in the place we need to be. Yeah. As we are in still yeah. making a difference and yeah. reaching out to people in Phoenix. In which, Phoenix, I know. Which is incredible. She's very and fantastic. Sweet. Um, yes. And she, you know, we might have her call into the show at some point. And if not that today, on another day. But great. we love to hear from our listeners. And so that's always exciting. But okay, let's talk about something that's been interesting that we did. Because here's the thing. It is our birthday show, and we don't stop working, really. No, uh, we really constantly. do not. And something that we put up, just a teaser on Facebook, went kind of crazy, and like uh, 2,000 people watched it. And you and I are doing this new thing. There's a brainchild from our producer, uh, Kurt Schmierer, the Curter. The Curter. Where we're talking about um, where he wants to do the boys' experience. And what that basically means is he puts us in different awkward situations and then he films it and then we see how it comes out. And we did one of those awkward experiences, kind of more, it was awkward for both of us, more painful for you. It was really painful for me because 
you know, okay, so we went to the police academy. This is this yeah. situation. Uh, we'll just we'll just talk about it. Um, we went to the police academy kind of to see what their training is like. Um, to you know, see the physical aspect of it. Mm-hmm. We we went to their gym. They showed us a lot of their uh, tackling, I guess, tactics. Yeah, I, I don't really want, know what they know. A, like how they assess Def- defend, yeah, uh, a person, and then if they need to restrain them, or exactly take restrain them down. Tactics. We there both you go. took turns as they showed us the different techniques mm-hmm. on us. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we got handcuffed. We got pinned to the floor. I was um, hogtied, but you're not supposed to call it that. But I don't remember what it is because basically it was hogtied. But yeah, I mean, there's it, another it, name it, it for was, it. Um, but it was a restraint tie or something like that. Yeah, yeah it was full weird. body restraint they, tie. I had we'll to wear that. this padded weird thing as they beat me with batons. So that was good. And you feel <laughs> that you're making stuff. that sound really. No, I know bad. it's awful. <laughs> they will not appreciate <laughs> this at all. <laughs> it was actually very educational. It was. They were nothing but kind to us. Although we did learn. Don't say things like torture. Don't make. Listen, they're Look, doing their job. They actually, it was very informational. It was and great to see a day in the <laughs> life of a policeman. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. oh. Especially that we did the virtual simulator portion. Let's talk about that for and a second. They, they gave us fake guns, the yes. laser laser guns with the So with you the can shoot the screen. You. Yeah. Taser. Taser. Fake Which taser Jonathan thingies. wanted to taser everybody. Everybody. There is and a moment, and I'm telling you, I yeah. blacked out. Yeah. Because right. there's a moment where all I know is I have a taser and a gun in my hand both at the same time. And I right. don't know why. Right. And I'm shooting the wrong person and tasering the wrong <laughs> and person. And pointing his gun at me, <laughs> actually. Like waving, so, like, hey, Sergey, go over there. Here's a with key. His gun. You never shoot someone. <laughs> no. You, wait, you never taser someone who has a gun because it makes them shoot you. Like their muscles yeah. all go crazy. Because well, they course, contract. I want to taser everybody. Yeah. Because you don't want to kill people. Horrible moment where one of the police officers there, who we adore and we've worked with before, is laughing so hard because all I keep screaming is, "I'm dead! I'm dead!" (laughs) That's literally what you did. (laughs) I was panicked. It was. They are stressful situations, and they are. I agree. Basically, they take you on real life calls, but through this virtual simulator uh, thing. So. You get there and you it's the you talk to the mm-hmm, screen, mm-hmm. you it's physical interaction, uh you right. make decisions and, very quickly in and the And they're very real life as well. Um it's it's kind of crazy because it puts so much pressure and stress on you that you don't really realize you have on on, on mm-hmm. yourself. Anyways, and so we were stressed out and uh at the end of the day I ended up killing three people. Um yeah. and shooting probably thirty rounds into one person right. at one point. That this was is what, that was intense. And how Kurt <laughs> I should not experiences be a cop. <laughs> it. Yeah. This is how Kurt explains it. He yeah. says, Jonathan, you're really good at talking, trying to negotiate with people. And Sergey's really good at shooting them. Because <laughs> I wouldn't shoot anybody. No, you would not. <laughs> but, but I would talk about it. But here's the thing. They would have their guns pointed at us, ready to shoot, and Jonathan's like, <laughs> Don't, Don't shoot. shoot. I'm dead, I'm dead, and I'm right? dead. And you're like, No, at just shoot the cop shoot goes them. You've never had a gun, have yeah. you? And I'm like, <laughs> no. Yeah, I can tell. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't like guns. No. We're going to talk a little bit about that uh, a little later right. in the hour. But I don't like them. I don't yeah. I don't want yeah. them. And so I'm not good. And I'm just, and the whole time I'm yelling at you, at one scenario, it's so stressful. The guy yeah. has a baby and he's going to shoot the baby. Yeah. And so I'm you need to protect out. the baby. It's very real. Mm. And I just keep screaming at you, don't shoot the baby. I, I to out. be honest with you, save that baby's life you because did, I shot the guy headshot. Right, right in the head. He while he was sitting in his car, so the baby went car. down nice and light. right. And I didn't want to shoot the baby while I mean the the guy while he was outside of his car because the baby <laughs> would fall and crack its head open. I know. So, I so in the truck, in the truck, I was like, "This is perfect. Kill that guy. He's crazy." 
There was, and the baby will be resting see, in his there lap. There was no thinking in my world. I don't. Who had time to think of all those things? No. This we, is what a cop does, <laughs> right? This is what we learned. We would make a really yeah. good comedy buddy movie about <laughs> yeah. cops. Yeah, but that, not that, real that's life. our extent. Yeah. Um, but but there was an opportunity. They like to call it an opportunity to get tased. Um, an they opportunity. Pre- that they presented it. Assigned. Waiver. <laughs> yeah, I had to sign a waiver. That's how much of an opportunity this is. <laughs> they uh, presented it to us, so I decided, well, you know, when else am I going to get tased? Um, right? Never. Hopefully probably. not happening. Um, and so I said, fine, I'll take one for the team. You did. I did. So they taped. Uh, they didn't shoot the taser at me. Thank God. Cause they barbs. are. They are barbs. Yeah. yeah they are they're... probably half inch long oh, barbs. Yeah. They look painful. Oh the, yeah. No. 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 And so they taped one to my arm. Taped one to the leg. The video's on YouTube. By the, uh, not on YouTube. On it's our on Facebook. On our Facebook page. Um. So if you go to Hot Mess Sunday, uh, look, look us up. Actually, on go to Facebook slash um, Outspoke Outspokesman, and you'll That's find right. it there. Um, you should like that page anyway. So, and you can find it on there. Go look at how painful it is. But they sh- they they taped one to my arm, taped one to my leg, and it was just five seconds of pulsating pain. And my 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 body was contracted. I mean, all my muscles yeah. just tensed up. And all I wanted to do was yell "stop," but nothing came out well, except he just, did yell. I yelled but he a couldn't lot. Yell words. You I just kept yell yelling. It was. Okay, and this is I tell yeah. people it was painful to watch, and they're like, "Why did you film it with your <laughs> phone?" Then okay, so maybe it wasn't too <laughs> painful because painful. I did what a well. First, the cop keeps telling me, <laughs> our friend keeps telling yeah. me, "You've got to, you've got to video this on yes. your phone." But before it's happening, it was horrific to watch you. Oh, I mean, he's yelling funny. the whole time, and then, oh. then, and I'm the sentimental one, so it yeah. was very, so it was harder on me. That no, just yeah. kidding, it was <laughs> then not. it was on me. It okay. was not. And then you're cussing and everything. Well, because I catch up, because in my head I'm cussing the whole time, but right. then as it releases, I catch up to my cussing, and I'm like, let's go. Right. Ooh, that was rough. harsh, and I love how you try to brush it off. Oh, when you first out of it, and then you're sitting up, you yeah. try to brush it off, and obviously, oh, it was no, no, not no. that easy. And to brush and the off. moment the it stops. The cop tries to explain to me what's going on. I'm like, yeah, okay, great. Stop talking. I just need to the rest. Right. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it is intense because for the next half hour, it felt like I did an exercise and my muscles were so sore, very oh sore. Gosh. That it, it, It's an exercise. You yeah. just tense up. Hey, um, one of our- uh, I have a scar too. I know. it's uh, yeah. yeah, and it's right there. Well, first yeah. of all, most police officers only choose to do the one second. The one second, which ride. I wasn't told until and after yeah, I did the whole you five. You did the five second <laughs> ride. I think Jennifer wanted to see us uh, yeah. <laughs> squirm yeah. a little bit. But here's the thing. We did get a lot of respect um, sure. for sure. police officers who have to go through what they go through in the right, training. Right. And all I have to tell you, they have so many decisions to make in a high stressful situation. They really do. That I learned I can't make. Right. So exactly. that was what was was crazy about it to me. There's so much going on that you have to make the right decision in and a that's very the stressful situation. And that's the thing. You don't you don't really realize it's easy for the media to say, and this is this is where this comes down to. It's easy mm-hmm. for the media to say, oh man shoots guy running away but in the police officer's situation it's well that guy has a gun he's running into a school could kill maybe 30 other people that's way worse those lives are on that police officer if he doesn't stop yeah well we were talking about the first scenario we got was this guy in city hall who was fired and he's in his truck and he has a gun yes yeah and so if he gets out he's contained in that truck but if he gets out of that truck which we asked we we asked him (laughs) to step out foolishly (laughs) not smart (laughs) we did not know um (laughs) then it becomes 10 times more dangerous because you don't know who's around what if you're gonna have to shoot him and then if he gets into the building you know it's gonna go go bad exactly he'll shoot someone listen every there needs to be always needs to be safeguards put in uh place when there's any people with power Mm -hmm. but 
You got to respect the job that that these people do. Yes, at least a little bit understand yeah. what it's going Exactly. Going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, mm-hmm. it was very fascinating. There is going to yep. be the first video segment will, for the boys' experience will come from that day. Yes. And yeah. there's a, the thing is, it'll, there's three hours of footage that we have to narrow down. Through it. Uh, hopefully, yeah. we'll have it done by next week. Um, it, it, it's right. a work in progress. It really yeah, is. Yeah, but it'll be fun. So, look for those. And then we have more in the future that the Schmear is coming up with and uh, making plan for us. And they're going to be fun. He's really excited about the next one. And he keeps a lot of them. He does. He keeps details he, very secret from He us. likes to do that. He's He's very secretive about it's kind his. of fun though it really is speaking of secretive details and yeah. fun things yeah. this this weekend actually um it was thanksgiving or last weekend rather uh right. it was thanksgiving uh we weekend. were preempted for everybody who who right. tried to tune in it was, we apologize for yeah, that that was but that kind happens. of a, kind of an unfortunate situation there we right. had it pre-recorded and uh, yeah but it's all good you know what so we're back now stuff happens right but uh, it was also uh, Cole's birthday, uh, my boyfriend's yes. birthday. So we, I decided to surprise him. He did not know what was going on. Yeah. To a trip to Portland. So that was... Uh, and he hasn't uh, been. He had never been. Yeah. So that was fun um, to discover what that was like. Um, right. Well, it's and always fun know, when you can get away with your boyfriend. Exactly. Anyways. Exactly. Yeah. And I've heard. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Maybe you should try it At some point, I dated. Yeah, right. But yeah. So yeah, you guys went down there and discovered, first of all, trips to Seattle or Portland or really any any place that is not where you're at, not home, is always a lot better. Yeah, can be so much fun. So they're always do. So you went down there and yeah, you put up some ugh pictures of how romantic. Uh, it made me sick. I, oh, did it? I did lost you? like five pounds. Because <laughs> <laughs> my friend is talking to me, my uh-huh. friend Tim, and he's like, "Yeah, I saw the cute. There's a cute picture of him, of them swinging, and and then Sergey wrote this nice little thing." I'm like, "Shut up." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not fair. No, I, it, I, they I were sorry. very cute. They I were very sorry. cute. And, and you know what? That was not my intention for you, but for <laughs> others, totally. You get, mean the world is not but all about me. You know what? Some would say it is, <laughs> but I understand. Some no, could argue. I that. thought it was beautiful. I just, you know, I just am a bitter queen. Are you? <laughs> just a little bit. But anyways, <laughs> on today's birthday show, we're gonna we have two amazing guests. The one and only legend herself, Miss Coco Peru, will be on in the second hour. If you check out our Facebook page, you'll see that in honor of our, our guest this morning, Siri and I made a little video of us making Tension Tamer Tea, which is, if you know anything about Miss Peru, um, that's her favorite tea ever. It is. So she had to ask people to stop sending it to her because... It's her favorite tea, and people were and she sending had her the gifts. Too much. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, here's the thing. So we did that. You can check that out. And also, though, mm-hmm. here in the next few minutes, we're going to be talking to some very handsome, talented men uh, who take classical music, and they blend it with hit songs that are on the radio yeah. now. Um, they are currently doing Christmas shows everywhere, so we're going to end up playing one of their new releases uh, yes. for we're g- them. We're gonna but be, we're going to talk to the boys from Well Strong. I, I'm excited I'm to talk excited. to them. First I of all, creative it. name, Well Strung, that's amazing. Yeah, creative and um, sexy. And I would like to know if the name matches the uh, I want to. package. I know. Um, but anyways, without further ado, we're just going to play uh, one of their songs. This is Silent Night, a Christmas classic. Uh, and then when we come back, we'll have them on air. So here it is, Well Strung.
You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And that was Silent Night by Wellstrung, who... You are with your outspoken boys, and we are very excited because we're actually going to welcome Trevor, Chris, Daniel, and Edmund, all four members of this amazing group that takes classical music and they mix it with popular songs from today. If you have not listened to them, you should probably start right now because I got lost hours of their music this week. But we want to welcome... Well strung to outspoken. Are you there, gentlemen? Hey. Hey, how Hello. are you all this morning? Thank you so much for taking time. Are you all in New York right now or are you you I know you're on your little Christmas tour, right? We are. We're home. We just got home from Chicago. Oh wow. Oh, wow. So you were supposed to say Spokane, but you know that we'll forgive you for Chicago. <laughs> we wish. <laughs> so do we. Let's start with first of all, you guys make waves wherever you go. The talent is amazing but to mix this this a beautiful artistry of classical music with songs like from taylor swift and kelly clarkson i mean just songs that are now first of all where the heck did this start and how did you find each other um so this is chris uh i was doing some work in provincetown massachusetts in Mm -hmm. cape cod and um I was playing my violin on the street to make some extra money, and I met a producer there. Uh, He and I started chatting and collaborating, and we just came up. We started talking about what a project might look like if we found other other people to join and started looking to make a quartet. Right. And uh, then came across these guys. And you were all in New York at that time, or? We were, yeah. Yeah. you know, it, it took us a little while to figure mm-hmm. out what um, what the group was going to look like and what kind of music we were going to um, endeavor to create. Right. And, but once we did and, and the other guys joined, everything has been uh, growing since, I guess. Well, did you even expect back when you started uh, the response that you've been getting? And you honestly, you all continue to grow, it seems uh, you know, by the month even, did you expect that kind of response and this this kind of growth in popularity? No. Um, this is Daniel. Uh, you know, I think when when you uh, have an idea and you have a, a creative idea, you really hope that it gets a really positive response. And um, sure, we're sure. very lucky it did. And and I'm not sure any of us knew exactly what uh, it was it was going to turn into, but uh, I think we're all very happy with what we've come up with. I would sure. say and, so. Yeah. Yeah. This is Edmund. I mean, I would say, you know, in what we are and what we do, also keep morphing a little bit and get more specific in our vision that sure, we continue sure. to grow. So, yeah. Well, do you guys think that this style of music or this style of performance is is growing within the mainstream? I mean, we have people like Two Cellos, the Piano Guys, Barrage, and I mean, obviously you guys, uh, you know, performing songs that are mainstream, but more on acoustical or classical uh, instruments. Do you think that's uh, a theme that we're, we're going to see more often? Yeah, I think, you know, actually, I, yeah. I've been kind of wondering about this, thread, and I think we have to thank shows like Glee, actually, for okay. for getting people to remember um, the performance aspect of, of music and not just a bunch of electronic music sure, or CD-produced sure. music, but sure. remembering that um, simple acoustic instruments and voices can produce a, um, a, a wide variety of sounds and different textures. And I think people are um, open to that whole world. I think, you know, Broadway is a little bit 
on everyone's mind more than it was maybe like 10 years ago. Um, right. So. Well, you guys got to even perform with, I saw a little snippet of uh, you and Kristen Chenoweth, which I am jealous as I'll get out for that. But you should be. She is a star. <laughs> she is. I actually lived in Tulsa for a while, and you know she grew up just outside of Tulsa, so um, yeah. she's amazing. But you all, there's a lot of. I know in looking at all your bios, there's a lot of music theater background. There's a lot of appreciation for all sorts of of music and performance. Do you think that was a way that you all connected? Absolutely. You know, I mean, uh, there's a lot of one of the great things about working with these guys is that there are so many musical similarities, but also musical differences. Right. Um, right. You know, I think there's things that we, um, different things that we connect with one another on uh, one-on-one and as the group, but then there's also things that really we uh, um, are more individual in our taste in, in other ways, but there, there's a lot there to play with. And yeah, like you said, there's a lot of interest in musical theater um, a few of us did that for a while, um, and I think that's absolutely still present in our in our uh, stage show and and in our personalities. Now I know that uh, Trevor, I believe you actually hail from up in our neck of the woods in the Pacific Northwest, from Kent. I believe. I know. I saw. I saw five hundred nine. I got really excited. I know, right? Because <laughs> we're over here in Spokane, and um, we make plenty of trips out that way. But so, have you done shows in Seattle and things like that? Uh, well, Strong came to Seattle um, last fall, actually. Um, nice. What theater? I forget. Neptune. Neptune Theater. We had a great time. I mean, I was oh, sure, like, sure, sure. seeing people. Sure. Um, it was our first time in the Pacific Northwest doing an entire show. We also went down to Portland for a private event. But oh, nice. We would love to get back to the Northwest. Right. And so you need to write down the city Spokane. I just want you to write yeah. that down. <laughs> Spokane. <laughs> right. Yeah, write that down because we need you in our city. That is for sure. So now you guys are touring and doing your Christmas, uh, you know, all of the holiday things going on right now. What's coming up after that? What are some of the big plans? Is there more music coming on? Is there another uh, big tour maybe coming over, uh, you know, to the Northwest again? What's on the radar? Well, um, we're always kind of on the road. Uh, sure. So we're going we're gonna to be spending a little stint in Mexico in uh, January, February, Mexico, which would be wow. nice. Um, I think we've been doing this trend of doing a lot of um, music videos and uh, recording new songs. I don't know if we'll be putting another full album out soon or not, but I think we certainly will be getting to the studio and uh, trying to keep, um, I don't know, updating our, yeah, our yeah. repertoire um, in an online kind of way uh, on and along. So that's definitely a project we're looking for in the new year. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to say you and guys... And also... Go ahead. go ahead. No, go right ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say... Um, we had just had a, a conversation last week about wanting to get back to the Pacific Northwest and doing a little tour down from there through California. So nice. hopefully we can come to your neck of the woods. Oh, yeah. Way. We will bug you. We'll figure out a way to, to get you guys over this way. One of the great things you guys do, okay. you mentioned videos, is that you not only have this audio, obviously beautiful, talented music, but you do pair it with what we love, of course, in the public, which is is visual. And you do, I was watching uh, your video for Blank Space this morning. I absolutely loved that video. And that video makes me ask, so what has it been like for your gay fans out here? What has that connection been like? Uh, and what is that, hopefully, the support been like from the gay community? 
they've really been fantastic from the beginning. You know, we, we got our start in Provincetown. Right. Yep. Um, so that really, like, opened us up to the gay fan base right away, and they've been with us from the beginning and very supportive. Um, so we're, we're, we feel very fortunate to – we really feel like we have the support of the gay community and and of Provincetown. We had a, have a wonderful – backing of the gay community. Well, we certainly back you on this show. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you. And you know what? One of my favorite uh, music videos and songs that you guys have done is Royals. I mean, I love the song, but... Uh, the way the way you guys have did it was is is amazing. Um, what I I'm just curious. What was one of your favorite uh, songs to do uh, or music videos to shoot? Because I mean, it, it looks like you guys have so much fun. Uh, what's the most passionate or exciting one that you have done yet? Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> I would say, I would say uh, Devil Went Down to Georgia was a lot of fun. Oh sure, really got yeah. to kind of tell a story with that one. And Blank Space was just a ton of fun to yeah. shoot. Yeah. all around New York City. Love that so much. Um, really quick, tell people where they can find your music and where they can go to get more information on on you all and the shows that you have coming up. Uh, well, our website is well-strung.com. That'll get you to a lot of information about our upcoming shows. Um, there's also a link to buy our most recent album, um, Popsicle. That's called Popsicle. Yes. Okay. Um, it's a great Christmas present. Yeah. Great stuff <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, Jonathan um, Hint. People can find that on iTunes or can order a hard copy on cdbaby.com. Awesome. Awesome. So there is something we do with uh, uh, people that, of course, we are obsessed with being well strung. Uh, we're going to ask if you would not mind doing a little sound bite for us. Uh, which would basically just be each of you saying your name. You know, I'm Trevor, I'm Chris, I'm Daniel, I'm Edmund. We are Wellstrung, and you're listening to Outspoken. Or if you wanted to sing it, that would be even right. better. Yeah, you could totally do that. I, I, it, we would not by, the way, yeah. by the way, it is our birthday show. You are on our birthday show. So Sorry. we're very excited <laughs> that you're our gift. So let's go through it. Let's start with it. Okay. Sure. This is Edmund. I'm Daniel. This is Trevor. This is Chris. And, and we, we are, are well, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need reversal. <laughs> we're going to um, do that one more time. Okay, you All got right, it. Perfect. Take two. <laughs> okay, one more okay. time. I'm Edmund. I'm Daniel. I'm Trevor. This is Chris. And, and we, we are Well Strung. And you're listening to Outspoken Radio. Awesome. That, that is the perfect. best that's, that's the best great. birthday gift ever. <laughs> thank you, gentlemen, so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And good luck on the rest of uh promoting the this Christmas these Christmas songs. And uh we are gonna get you to Spokane. So you just wait. Please do. Feel free to uh, <laughs> we, we'd love reach to out see to that. our manager and yeah. set that all up. All hey, right. Works for us. You all have a wonderful day. You thank, thank you. All right, have a good one. If you just tuned in, we just spoke to the members of Well Strung, Trevor, Chris, Daniel, and Edmund. They are a group. It's actually a quartet who sing together, and they play classical instruments, cellos and violins, and they take modern songs from today, and they give it a classical twist. They are amazing. They're also not bad to look at at all. So definitely go over to Mm well-strung.com. Check out the music from these gentlemen Let's support those around us. They are very amazing. So that would make a great stocking stuffer. I'm not going to say Popsicle is their latest album. Um, We encourage everybody to go and listen to it. 
But we're going to take a break. We are going to take a break. Now, we're going to continue our little uh, feud between Adele and Sam Smith. Bring it. Um, (laughs) I I actually have an Adele joke for you later when we play her her song. I'm just going (laughs) to tease it a little bit. It's quite brilliant, I think. Um, Not saying a whole lot, but uh, we're going to listen to Sam Smith's song. And this is actually not his song, but he's covering it. Uh, It's Love is a Losing Game, uh, originally by Amy Winehouse. And he's going to uh, sing it for us today. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And that was Sam Smith singing Love is a Losing Game. You know, I was saying this uh, before the show. I just watched Amy, which is the documentary that just came out on DVD about Amy Winehouse. Mm -hmm. And they end it with her singing this song, which is And it's so great. It's amazing. Plus, and very much worth watching that documentary, especially if you were a fan of hers at all. And even if you weren't, you will be after that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's she's phenomenal. You don't have to be a fan of hers to appreciate the talent anyways. Right. Exactly. Oh, the voice. Because the the talent there is crazy. And this gives you a more well-rounded look at... Yeah. Why and where she came well, from? Well, you know she uh, she did a duet with Tony Bennett, like she Lady did. Gaga did before even Lady yeah. Gaga hopped on that train. So and Tony you know. Bennett is one of her idols because you know oh, yeah. Amy. Yeah. Um, she wanted to be a jazz singer more than mm-hmm. anything. Her first couple albums were very much jazz, and that's how she wrote and she performed. And I love that. And Tony Bennett said she is probably one of the most pure jazz. Uh, performers yeah. that he had ever met that she, it was just in her soul the way she would do it and uh, it's just too bad that we you know she was so tortured in that yes she, and that she we lost loved. her but you know like we were talking about earlier supporting those around us especially during this time of year but all time of year and we definitely encourage everybody to support the boys we just spoke to on well strong but outspoken receives support from nine bar and bistro featuring a full bar food menu and trivia on thursday nights located at 232 west sprague avenue more information is available at 509-747-1621 outspoken also receives support from the unitarian universalist church of spokane serving the community with a non-dogmatic religious environment welcoming all people regardless of race sexual orientation gender identity or physical ability information online at uh, at uu spokane org or 509-325-6383. Outspoken is funded in part by the Pride Foundation. For more information, visit pridefoundation.org. Outspoken receives support from Mediterrano Restaurant, Mediterranean-inspired cuisine featuring fresh Mediterranean, Persian, and Northwest ingredients, serving lunch and dinner daily and brunch every Sunday. Located in downtown Spokane at 19 West Main Avenue. More information at 309 31 one six. So, you know, our goal is to just get so many underwriters that it's like an hour of the show. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> because here's the thing, we we'll appreciate have all, all of the people who underwrite our program and allow us to come to you every week. So, it's amazing. Happy birthday. Yes, Jonathan, happy birthday. Thank we, you. We're two and to you, Kurt. And you know what? Kurt, the Curter. Kurt has come up with a game, and it's Real dangerous party. when we let him do this, but... It is. <laughs> you know what? We do it. We try to be nice, I guess. But, Kurt, you are going to put us to the test. This is a birthday game. First of all, every year on our birthday, we try to at least have a little fun. Last year was a crazy show. Had so many past guests calling in. Um, this year, and we played games, too. This year, we're going to play a little game that you came up with. That's right. What's, what's the game, I love Kurt? that he's just going to stare at us and then he's just going to say two words. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, this is why he's not on the mic, usually. <laughs> this is why he's really good uh, behind the scenes. 
We wouldn't be. We would be distracted right. every two seconds. I know. Right. This is called Name the Past Guest. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Now, basically the premise is you're going to give us a clue, and we have to decide, we have to figure out what guest that was in our two-year history that that you are giving us a, a trivia question on, and we have to say who it is. So, as usual, the name of the game here always is, the buzzer is Say Your Name. Right, exactly. So, Sergey says, Sergey, that means he buzzed in. Jonathan yep. says, Jonathan. Jonathan. And I put in. So, okay, Curter. Okay, Kurt. Let's hit us hear with it. your best shot. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I don't know already. <laughs> this guest has a show on Sirius XM. Oh, Sergey, it's Michelangelo Signorelli. Oh, Give us something no. easier. It's what? not what well, he does, though. Well, he does. I was right. I'm not wrong. Somebody else I'm not wrong. Does. No, you're not wrong. That was a bad clue. Serious? Is there more to the clue? Uh, he played a character, Zolan, on Dude, Where's My Car? Oh, um... I know I this. I can't guess this anymore, recent, and I know who it this is. This was a recent guest. Can I just correct? steal it? Yeah, I can do it. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. It's Hal Sparks. We'll... Yes. There we go. I was going to say, otherwise, we could be here for hours. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, you could just say, I don't know, and then no oh. one gets the point. Oh, well, no. It's okay to steal. I'm okay, <laughs> okay. with that. That's right. right. And I knew it was someone we just talked to. Right. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. This guest, first openly... Um, lesbian comedian on the late night with David Letterman. A Jonathan? Was it Lily Tomlin? No. First. Uh, oh gosh. On late night, it was the on first openly lesbian comedian yeah. on late night with David um, Letterman. Huh. What? I'm gonna say. I don't know. Jonathan, is it Judy Goldman? No. Okay. Well. Next question for the next um, celebrity raised. Yeah. This is the same person. Oh, I've same got person. Three okay, okay. Clues. Oh, okay. Three, three clues. Oh, okay. you can have more clues. Okay. Thank you for explaining that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you guys jumped in right away. Okay. Keep talking. We love to jump in. Chop, um, chop. Raised by a single mom <laughs> in Pennsylvania, Amish oh. country. Is this what? What's Suzanne for? Westenhofer? Yes. Is it finally really? okay? Now I didn't realize she was the first openly lesbian uh, comedian on Late Night. I didn't realize. Good job. That's awesome. I love her. We got to, or I got to meet her. Yeah. She's very she's the sweetest thing ever. Oh. And by the way, all these answers can be found on hotmesssunday.com Look from past guests. Go. Wow. Way to go. Way her. to plug. Good, love it. Good promo. Okay. And also I can I just before we continue, of course I need to yes. pick fun at Kurt. Uh, right. his first clue was just so broad that so many <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't have clues that are like, well, they have two eyes. Right. And a nose. <laughs> And a facial structure. Right. right. <laughs> Thanks, Kurt. <laughs> Go. Oh, okay. This was yeah, my right. first attempt, my first question. I love Some it. You're doing so great. Different as they go down. <laughs> We're still going to make fun of you, but good job. Yeah, right. Okay, I've got next. about 16 We're past tied guests currently. here. Okay. okay. Wow. Um, this guest yes. says um, that they are a product of the internet age. Oh my goodness. I remember somebody I saying that. I do remember that. someone saying that. Uh, who? I think it? we need a Okay, Sergey, is it Stephen Greeno? No. Oh, no. And it, I know I can almost think of it. Okay, okay. second clue. The Next. second clue. This guest is also a Massachusetts native. Sergey, is it Margaret Cho? No. Dang. Oh. I, I mean, she is, but okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Clue number 3. Yeah. Oh gosh. This guest has Oh. Jonathan, Paula Poundstone. No. Oh. No, she hates the internet. You know that. Oh, well, that's right. She, she does. For, for two hours at the show, she hated the internet and phones. <laughs> I forgot about that. She is not that. a product that's of that her. at all. No. This but she was in Massachusetts. Uh, that's <laughs> okay. the only thing. This guest has created a song about selfies. 
<gasps> oh my goodness. Sergey yeah. Caswell. Caswell, yes. yeah. Oh. I was going to say you have to take as I already guessed twice. That's well, funny. I, yeah. Yeah, Caswell. There we go. I didn't realize. Oh, but he, he is. is a, he is a product true. of the he's internet. He's a product of the he internet. He is true. And he is from Massachusetts. He is. And he, I do like his music. So everybody go look at okay. Caswell. Okay. Wow. Next you one. just pulled that things out. That was good. Okay. Go, go, go yes, ahead. Yes, I did. That you was go. less like the face you thing. You go. Now. I good. liked it. Okay. Um, this guest uh, yes. is an, uh, originally from Germany. I oh. love that he just stops. Yeah, right. <laughs> and <laughs> done. That's it. See. Um, Sergey, is it okay? It's Frank Schuber. No, no, no. Right, um, no. I, I would have thought that too. Yeah, because he was. He, he was, was from Germany. The pastor who wrote the book. Yeah. On being in the uh, Methodist the Methodist church. church, and his son came out as gay, and he had to choose. And that to leave. was a year and a half ago. Yeah, so that I'll, was I'll a ways. Tell, way I'll to tell go. You. Good memories. Sergey. Um, Thank is you. it? Uh, what's his name? Is this Eric? Um. First of all, is first is the first name right at all? Because I'm not even going to bother to try to remember. No, oh, it's okay. not Eric Schumer. Schubert? No, no, no. Sh- sh- um, Eric, of course, is with Kink.com. He talked to us about. Oh, Eric Liu. Eric Liu. Yeah, yeah. Um, he talked to us about prep. Okay, so keep giving. This guest has also done performances at Carnegie Hall. Carnegie Hall. And you're originally from Germany. Originally from Germany and Carnegie Hall. I'm. Hmm. I'm I'm stumped. Think, yeah. I know. Okay. Okay. We know our guests so well. <laughs> I know. Wow. <laughs> this guest is the music director of both Spokane oh! Symphony and Stanford it's, Symphony. It's Proy. E- Eckhart Proy. Eckhart yeah, Proy. Oh, yeah. wow. That one. I was trying to read. We, he we was a spotlight up. a while ago. A yeah. Okay. He is our very own director of Spokane Symphony, wow. and he is amazing. Very talented man. I'm giving us both a point. Yeah. I, I had to Thank you. Come on. Thank give you. us two more. Two more? I've got a whole bunch more on here. I know. We. <laughs> I don't know if you know that we do a we show. We actually have things to talk about here <laughs> and stuff. So, okay. And okay. Now, we wonder this why people tell us we're I mean to Kurt. I have 29. Okay, Kurt. Why do this, people say we're mean to our producer? I don't yeah, know. No, I, this guest is, has produced, written, and is a cast member on the delivered 2014 CBS pilot, The Night Crew. Um... The night crew. I know that. I, I mean, I remember the night crew. I, Talking about it. Um, it is th- Jonathan, that's an, is that Stephen Carino? Yes. Oh, my yes. Goodness. I love our Stephen. We haven't talked to Stephen in forever. Uh, but he was supposed to be on uh, the marriage one. Marriage never ends or whatever He was, was. on there. No, that was uh, Marry Me. Marry and Me. He was on there for uh, for quite a while. Oh, he but probably he had still another guest one. stars. Okay. But oh, wow. You're finding the, the I'm good. Details. He is. Okay, give us another one because right now, Sergey and I are tied. Oh, tiebreaker maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> this guest has been making hit gay videos from before the Jonathan inter- Johnny McGovern. Yes. Okay, one more. Cause Dang it's, it, because it's fun to know stuff. <laughs> yeah, because you're winning and you're giving me a chance. Thanks. I am. Well, and I kind of now that my now brain feels oh, like okay. I understand what's happening. <laughs> Go, okay, this guest is an award-winning actor, director, producer, writer, recording artist, philanthropist, wow. and horse person. Horse. Person. Oh, Jonathan. That's um. Hold on. That is William Shatner. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. But well, you just win. Oh my goodness. I for- I forgot we interviewed him. 
I, I totally forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, well, for a second. I mean, I, I know in, in the back of my head. Into horses, he is like people don't even know. Right, right. How much he loves horse, like person. he does hate horse breeding, loves riding them. I mean, he's right, just passionate right. about it. Yeah, that's I remember right. Remember him telling I, I, us I, I, about his stand up. Yeah, it was yeah. in on the yeah. interview. It was, it was yeah. all about the horses. Okay, give yeah. us your best. Now, find your favorite one that you were so excited that you put together, and let us hear that one. Yeah. No, that's gonna take him thinking and looking through it, and you know that's my favorite way of how he starts the question. Yeah. Let's try this. Okay, this go ahead. This guest resides in Tucson, Arizona. Okay. And who is a professional costume designer. Oh, Jonathan, pro- Tempest Dujour. Yes. Oh, my nice. goodness. Love Tempest Dujour. I just want to say uh, Patrick Holt is the, the male counterpart of Tempest. I and love she Tempest. is amazing. Oh, she was great. Absolutely brilliant. I really you know what? I really wanted to just have a show because she's a costume designer. And I, I love and I love when a drag queen's a costume designer. Oh, I know, because they turn it. They out. go exactly. I just wanted a whole segment where it was just her doing her whole costume thing. Because on oh, you're talking she about talked on about, drag race. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She talked about her death becomes her look and it was the bu- I, choking on a Bible because I it got so, shoved down her throat. Yes. And I thought that was clever. First of all, it's I follow so funny. As I'm sure you do too, I follow Tempest on Facebook. Yeah, and yes, it's so yeah. much fun yeah. to see the different uh, oh, I love uh, it. styles love that it. she comes yeah. out with and the different because you know she's got a new oh, dress for every day of the week. Exactly. Yeah. And I I'm wish excited. I could have that. But. I know, I know, right? I want a new outfit. A new all outfit all the, the time. time. Well, let's start hanging out with mm-hmm. Tempest. Mm-hmm. See, I mean, it might not be. I'm not, I don't know if I want a sequin shirt, but I don't know. You, just you do trust your. Drag you don't queen. know until you wear it, right? And I think that's a new phrase. Hashtag trust your drag queen. Trust your drag queen. <laughs> drag <laughs> mother. Drag mother. Drag mother knows best. Always. Always. So. So we have as a uh, as as per usual a sports minute today. Yes. We do. It's with our partnerships with, of course, CCE Sports, sports Network. Network. And so one of the interesting things that we're going to talk about is. It is, uh, you know, it's the guy who plays gay characters all the time. I know. What's his name? I'm Nick forgetting. Jonas. Nick Jonas. Yeah, he's been playing a lot of gay characters. He's well, actually, uh, you know, doing a, a film about. It's actually Frank a TV Grillo. series. This is. It's been out since last year. Yeah. It's called Kingdom. It's on. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a Direct TV thing. But AT and T currently recently bought Direct TV, and so now it's also on UVerse. Okay. Which is AT&T. But it's a network that you get on those, and it's called Kingdom, and it's about... Um, and actually, this we got this from an interview uh, that came out with one of the... Le- with the lead actor in the, uh, in the series. His name is Frank Griot. And they talked to him about... Because Nick Jonas, you said, mm-hmm. he plays a gay boxer. He does. He plays a closeted gay, do- gay boxer. And uh, one of the things that Frank Griot said in a recent interview was... And I'm sorry, it's Grillo. Uh, Frank Grillo said in a recent interview was, why is this still a conversation? Right. It doesn't need to be a conversation, but obviously we need to talk about it because mm-hmm. we're still at a point. And what, so. Essentially, yeah, ideally, we wouldn't have to be in this conversation. But where we stand right now, it's, I mean, sports is still evolving in such a way that we need to have these, these you know, films and we need to have the TV show and we need to have the right. stories out there. We need to talk about you know, the fact that you can be a sports person and an right. athlete and still be gay and yeah. be respected for it. Exactly. You know? And this actor, I've got to say, I have a lot of respect for him that he was like, he's glad that yes. his uh, yes. TV show has a gay character, although it's obviously a character in some pain. This boxer, he's a, um, he, he plays Nick 
Jonas plays his son, who and his dad, this Frank Grillo, plays a character who used to be an MMA fighter, right? And now he's trying to keep his gym together. So his sons, he has three sons. Um, it also follows their lives. So one yeah. of them, of course, yeah. is Nick Jonas's character. And he he mentioned Frank Grillo mentioned that you know he finds it sad watching the Michael Sam's incident and everything right. that happened and how right. eventually he just quit. Um, that that makes him sad, but that's why it's important that we also tell the sports, the athlete story yes. about yes. what it's like to go through this. Because let's face it, I mean, you're looking at boxers and even right. that world, right. it seems it's, like there's always new worlds in sports mm-hmm. where we need to break down the barriers. And we do. And, it, and it's unfortunate that we have to take it, you know, one sport at a time kind of thing. Right. But uh, if it gets done, I mean, if that's if that's the way to do it, really. I know. If this is what it takes. If this is what so, it takes. So, you know, thumbs up to this TV show, Kingdom, yeah. about this. Uh, you mentioned that Nick Jonas plays gay characters, and he does. And uh, the only reason I say that is because he has on a new, uh, on multiple times played gay characters. Right. And, you know, there's a, there's a question out there. Well, is he just really comfortable? And he gets and asked he the question a lot all the time, right? And yeah, and he says, "I just it doesn't matter." To and that's me. great. I yeah. I will respect that if that's what it is. There I love is a that. small part of my brain that goes, "I hope he is," but that's it's the hope. The, that's it's the, the difference. Hope. Yeah. But I love. Right. There should be a lot more actors who it doesn't matter because they're right. acting. Well, and like and it's Benedict nice Cumberbatch, he right? yeah, him Johnny Depp. Uh, I mean, we've all seen that article. I think at this point it's been circling around for a while. Mm-hmm. He said all of his characters are gay. All of his right. characters have that flamboyance to them. Yes. Have that he, because he just loves playing with that, and he's yeah. so comfortable with it. And I exactly. love, love, love that. I think, and so that's what I think is amazing. So Nick Jonas, you know, more yeah. power to you as well. But it's very exciting that mm-hmm. there is some portrayals mm-hmm. in the sports world. Yes, uh, for people who are struggling with coming out uh, and being honest about their sexuality. So I think that is a very important so moving on to the dish this is where it gets a little bit dreary and sad um first of all our hearts go out to the victims in san bernardino um what a horrible incident right and to yeah you know i mean i'm sure all of us remember you know reading the story this past week and just being so shocked that it, it happened you know so, something similar happened in Paris on on a, on a larger scale, right? Of and course. in Beirut, and in Beirut, and, and all over the place, Yemen, and, and it happens yeah. every day, right? I mean, I mean, gun violence happens every day, but you know, San Bernardino, it's almost so close to home. Right. I would say, at least but for let's me, face it, it's, ninety it's right here. people a day in the U.S. Ninety, at least, at least mm-hmm. are plus. killed in in uh, gun violence. And you know what? A lot of those aren't going to be reported. A lot of them don't make national news because it's not, you know, a San Bernardino level mm-hmm. of shooting. Well, look, doesn't it seem like every year there's a couple of these huge every 2 months there's something huge. And it's not even every things. year anymore. Why are, it's school why shootings. Nothing, it's Charleston. Right? It's, and I mean it goes it, go, it breaks down to all these things. Why like you like you were about to say why do we still have these Conversation and talks. Well, Why aren't we doing something about it? When you know the New York Times yes, came out, yes, they for the first time in how many since the 1920s they put up an op-ed piece on the front page of the New York yeah. Times, and that op-ed piece had everything to do with gun control. The New York Times is standing up and saying, "Listen, we're going to back this op-ed, and it's time we stop going." They said, "You know what? It's not enough mm-hmm. for our mm-hmm. leaders to stand up and say our prayers." 
and thoughts go out to them. That didn't, guess what? That's not no, saving anything because every single all. time this at happens, all. that is what you say. Right. When are you going to shut up and do something? And the New York Times finally stood up and said, hey, we're with you. We think America is asking something's got to change. Right. And we're, we're gonna, ready for it. We're going to say something's mm-hmm. got to change. Mm-hmm. And that's so. a, and that's the thing. You know, there's a lot of people who are doing the whole our prayers are with them. And that's and there's great. A lot of, you there's do a lot that. of blaming going on mm-hmm. as well. I mean, uh, look, right wing conservatives will blame everything on the gays. They love to do Every, that. Oh, and that happened. There's right, a exactly. pastor who came out and said that it was because, because America, America has allowed gay yeah. marriage and abortion that this is what happened. Those people I have right. no time for because that conversation, first, is built in lunacy mm-hmm. and second, is helping no one. And so you can shut up. It's a what great I say to way him. to uh, cover up the real issue that they don't want to deal with, which is the fact that, look, the Second Amendment exists for a reason. Mm-hmm. That's a, a, a right we are all have and that's not the conversation right now it's not getting rid of that it's not no. challenging that it's how do we make sure that that doesn't become the reason we kill each other yes on mass levels every exactly. single month why 90 do we people need modified uh Thank machine guns? exactly why is that yeah. needed you ain't going out and hunting and killing a deer and with why that. is it so easy for anyone to go buy a gun it's that conversation why can you buy basically an automatic weapon yeah from like a dealer down the street, yeah. not have a background check, not have yep. a license, not need to go through any screenings. And it's 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 crazy to me. You know, we have cars, which I, I think are also dangerous they are for dangerous. us to, to do. But we wait until we're 16. Yeah. We go through driver's there are ed. guidelines. Exactly. We have to get a license. You have to have a, a certain level of med- medical standard. T- yes, exactly. You can't, you can't be blind and drive a car. No. And why don't we have those same guidelines for guns, which kill people? And we're gonna. So what? So what's happening here that I see is you yep. have uh, the NRA, you have people yes, you from do. the mm-hmm. right wing who let me. Now we learned this in the fight for marriage equality. They're really good at framing a story. Mm-hmm. That's where it's at. They have framed it and decided to scare everybody and say we're, right. that people are going to take away your rights. Well, first of all, breathe and look at this situation. Your rights, quote unquote, are they really being taken away? No one's saying they want all your guns, but there needs to be regulations on what you do have. Yes, there are going to be some people who have to turn in gums that they have no business having in the first place. And you're doing it, as the New York Times pointed out, they're doing it. In help to help their fellow citizens. Mm-hmm. So if you are so like angry about something, this is ridiculous, and you're not thinking in reality. Yes. So you exactly. need to breathe. Right. I'm tired of this hate conversation, and no one's actually breathing and having a real dialogue mm-hmm. about why do you need that assault weapon? Why? Tell me what's so horrible about you not being allowed to have that. If when as a parent and you look at your children, you don't allow them to run around with knives because they're dangerous. You do things to protect them. Our government should be protecting us, but the problem is they get more money by not protecting us, and that's why this conversation hasn't been pushed to a place where it needs to go. People are listening. I'm sorry, in a country that can make Donald Trump be the top runner for the Republican Party, I am concerned yes, for our country yes, because yes. what you're listening to is sound bites, and you refuse to think. As a logical 
compassionate human being. And that's exactly where it is. You know, it is the sound bites. It is the little fear mongering that we see all the time because it's the, we'll take your guns away. We'll take this, this, and this. Right? And, and well, uh, if they come in and take your guns, what else are they going to take? Exactly. Nothing. And you then, don't you know, need an assault rifle. You, you talk about terrorism right there. You say, well, right. what if this happens? That's, How will you protect that's yourself? That's the key word. It's terrorism. It it's, a, it's a hot button fear it's word. It's a very hot used. button fear word. It, it has been for, you know, a few decades now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to be honest, it's, it's a conversation that we have got to at least have. And we that's, have to have it's it. something that it's 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 overdue. It is so far overdue. And you know what? There was an article actually, uh, lessons that the gun control laws can take from marriage equality. Basically yes. what the plan forward can be. And that is, you know, the the people are ready for a conversation. The people have been ready for some change. We want to see this happen because, because we don't want these accidents to happen over and over and over again. I believe good human beings, we don't want, no matter where you right. fall on this issue, right. none of us want innocent people to be mown down yeah. for and for whatever reason that they come up with, it doesn't matter. The fact that people are dying, I mean, just a couple months ago we were talking about Oregon. Exactly. I mean, every that, time we turn around... Thing. So That's if you really thing. do care, then we need to talk about it because you can tell something's wrong. Yeah. So and you vehemently disagree here, but that doesn't mean not don't come to the table and let's can we find a way right, to compromise right. and make it to where less people are dying? And you know what? How many times has Obama come, you know, on TV, done the press conference, done the whole Let's talk about what happened and how many times, like when Oregon happened, you know, mm-hmm. he said, I'm disappointed we haven't dealt with this. Right. We haven't Why even aren't started. We dealing Why with aren't we dealing with it? It's, it's the set. It's so many times ago, you know, he said it and we still haven't even started the conversation. No. And you, you know, you mentioned well, a good point. There's that, uh, People are talking about how do we, what can we learn from marriage equality that yeah, will change yeah. it? And one of the things they said is remember, and we had, um, we had some people on from uh, marriage equality that were, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, helping to get this forward. And we asked them, what has been the success? How, why are the tables turning? And this gentleman who wrote this op-ed piece says the same thing. First of all, yeah. we started telling the real stories. Exactly. We connected people to the heart of what's going on. So we need to talk to the people who are affected by what's happening. And we took it grassroots and we said, let's make it matter to you. And it's going to take state by state, just like marriage equality, until you hit that tipping point where the government has to make a move because all the states are going that way. Mm -hmm. Of course, uh, Washington State is known for having good gun control laws, and so is Colorado. They both recently passed more. Relatively, of course. Right. We have have background checks now, which is great. And you're right. That is the same strategy. That is what we do. That's how we have to move forward. There is really no other way. Well, and I think the conversation, as you can tell here, it gets very heated. It gets very uh, passionate. But here's the thing. It has to. I know it makes you uncomfortable to talk about something that you might have a lot of opinions about. But if we don't allow ourselves those conversations, then we will never be able to live Mm -hmm. with each other other and this is an art form we have forgotten we don't talk to each other have We've we ever it learned it times. have we ever been able to live with each other is, is my no, question not really right. but it seems to be getting worse and you know what i i will say i have read multiple multiple papers letters books right. on the fact that we as a society in general are much less violent than we were before right and I can agree with that but the fact but. that we are key you know growing as a, a as a population 
per capita, we may be less violent, but that doesn't mean but we don't deal with the violence. Even if we're less violent, exactly. does that mean we no longer keep check on ourselves to make Thank sure you. we don't yeah. start going the other way? Right. Here's the... Th- we all got to be grown-ups right now. We do. We have we to do. talk to each other about things that are uncomfortable and that we disagree upon. I don't like disagreeing with people, mm-hmm. but we have to in order to move forward. But if we stay in our corners and refuse to converse, nothing changes. Ever. And I do have to say, silence, what, silence equals death, that old saying. Well, yes. And then, yes. let's face it, you have to speak up. And I have to say... Uh, Give a shout out to the lovely lady who wrote an email this morning. She said, for so long I was silent about my friends. She says, I'm an ally about my friends who were gay. Mm -hmm. And one Mm -hmm. day I realized I can't be silent anymore. That's why we do the show. Because we have to stop being silent. Exactly. Stop. And start that conversation. Exactly. That is exactly why we do it. And you know why else we do it? So we can have our Adele and Sam Smith battle. We and do. And we're going to continue that right and now. And I just want to say, Team Adele, Team Jonathan. Okay. People, It's, it's, it's either Team Adele or Team Jonathan. You can't have it's both. Bo- it's it's both. Team Adele uh, Jonathan. Adele Jonathan. Perfect. <laughs> uh, we're going we're gonna to play a song of hers off of her new album uh, called Million Years Ago. Oh, Jonathan yes. is in love with this song. I'm in I love with this song. I think it sounds like a lot of music my parents used to play, and it probably does. Right. Um, it's very... <laughs> European Village. European Village is what Jonathan will That's call it. Called. So, <laughs> so there you go. Um, but before that, I have a quick joke for you. Oh, okay. I'm so, ready. Uh, I'm ready. I'm why, why did Adele cross the road? Why? To say hello from the other side. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Clever, people. cute, and I actually enjoy that. Okay. To say you. hello from the other side. <laughs> uh, so here is Million Years Ago. You are listening to KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And that was Adele with Million Years Ago. Thanks, Adele. Love that song. Team Jonathan and Adele. I'm just saying not Team Sergey and Sam Smith. Smith. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Without further ado, this is a show I've been very excited for. I'm a huge fan of our next guest. Uh, she describes herself as a drag queen, two-spirit, gay activist, entertainer. She's been entertaining us and breaking new ground for decades and we are so excited to welcome the legend herself miss coco peru coco are you there i am here <sighs> hello hello hold on I hello ha- i you know your producer kurt said you were going to be playing my song you know, <laughs> and I, i'm listening to adele thinking i wish that was my voice i wish <laughs> yeah. i was well, adele well and he tells us that he's playing that that he told you that and we're like well she sounds so beautiful all of a I sudden know, and i said we're going to apologize for you <laughs> yeah so, so sorry about <laughs> that's why he's <laughs> believe me adele was the better choice <laughs> <Trust> me. <laughs> well we'll play your song after yeah, we uh, after we we talk to you and you know that's why we keep him not on the microphones yes. just that hidden in a box Oh, Miss Coco, first of all, we want to tell you that in honor of you, we are actually sipping Tension Tamer Tea. That's so funny because I just put the electric tea kettle on to brew myself a cup. <gasps> it's like we're bonding. It's, it's like we're we at have tea, tea together. together. Exactly. Yes, this yeah. is high like tea. It's a tea party. It is like Let's a tea do party. It. Right. It's it, with, with the queens all around. <laughs> um, let, can we start? Uh, first of all, thank you for doing our show. Can we start? At the beginning, you know, I love that when I, I read a lot of stuff about you, and I love that you talk about yourselves as about yourself as this artist who uses drag really to be an activist as well as an entertainer. Can you talk to us about why it all began? Um, well, I grew up in the Bronx, mm-hmm. and I grew up, it was a cute neighborhood. It was a little island, uh, so everybody knew each other. 
But it was very working class, and the kids that I grew up around, not the kids on my block, but the rest of the kids on that island, were quite cruel to me, so I was bullied. And, um, you know, I got to a point in my life where because I finally was, you know, I was in the theater department in my college, and I was slowly becoming comfortable with who I really was as a gay man mm-hmm. by, you know, the examples I had around me, the gay men I had around me. And uh, finally, when I graduated college and I was uh, in the middle of this whole AIDS epidemic that was really hitting New York City quite hard at that time, I was also inspired by the activism. But I was too scared to um, actually become an activist. Mm -hmm. I had actually gone to a meeting of ACT UP and Everybody was so angry, and I was way too immature to take on that kind of anger. Right. Um, I was intimidated by. I just didn't. I just. I couldn't take it all on. It was too big. But I. I left that meeting. I remember walking down Thirteenth Street, thinking, "What can I do?" And and it, it occurred to me that one of the ways that I had always sort of changed uh, people's ideas about me was just by telling my story. Like sure. just sure. engaging them in conversation, and they realize, like, oh, this isn't a person I need to really be that scared of. And then um, I read a book about two spirited Native Americans, and that got me. I, for the first time, I felt like, oh wow, that's what I am. Right. Um, so I just put the my need to be an activist along with my need to finally embrace what everybody where I grew up had been saying about me for years, that I was a girl boy. And I realized, they're right, I am a girl boy. (laughs) (laughs) And I I suddenly, they had no more power over me. And that was the real, as soon as I felt that kind of liberation, I knew that um, embracing that drag uh, persona that I was going to create, I didn't even know who she was going to be, but I just knew that I had to do it. And well, and how did you, you know, find out who she was going to be? How did you discover Miss Coco Peru uh, throughout, you know, the struggles, but also the fun side? I mean, Miss Coco Peru is hilarious, hysterical, and uh, has a just, dark edge. I just love a that. dark edge. Yeah, she's a lady. <laughs> how did that come about? I found it very. Um, I don't know how really it, it mm-hmm. just evolved, but I, I always knew that at the time in New York City, drag was very um, over the top clownish sure and um you know terrific i love that but i just always i never was very good at group things or belonging i always felt like an outsider and even in the drag world at the time i sort of felt like that and i just decided Mm -hmm. that i was going to do the opposite of what everybody else was going to do and that i was going to be this kind of less is more so very simple gown very uh not not terribly outrageous hair my hair was bigger when I first started Coco. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't the flip that we yeah. know of now. Yeah, and and that's and um and that's how I, I and I just started writing uh, a show and I booked it uh, three months ahead of time. So I called the club. I said I'm going to do a show there, and I haven't written it yet. I don't know what I'm going to look like, but I'll be ready in three months. And, <laughs> Yeah, nothing like a deadline to really get yeah, right. <laughs> That's how you well, sell it. Well, you haven't <laughs> stopped. I know you were recently in Seattle with Coco's Guide to a Somewhat Happy Life. Uh, I'm sorry, a gentle reminder. Um, 
you haven't stopped writing these these uh, these shows. You also you're described as a storyteller, which I find is a talent that we don't celebrate as much as we should because it's very true. To watch any of your your work, you're telling stories in this very way that that draws the audience in and it has a really good point i I remember just the other day watching a story you told of being a boy and uh being a young boy and being given a gi joe doll and you're you know this other little girl being given a barbie doll and all you wanted was that barbie doll but you got the so you made a nice little negotiation but well she was a lesbian (laughs) it was a perfect she's still a lesbian (laughs) see it was perfect match you knew exactly where you needed to go she grew up to be like you know the the classic you know butch uh, (laughs) lesbian and i was this little semi kid so we were the perfect neighbors Really, <laughs> I'd load up a bag full of GI Joes and all yeah, that right, other stuff. Right. My parents, you know, insisted on buying me, and I, you know, trade off. And you know, we closed the door. Her parents had no idea, wow. so she was, you know, playing with my GI Joes, and I had the Barbie <laughs> townhouse. And she was also an only child. I have oh. brothers and sisters; they're much older than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I grew up as an only child, and um, so we both got a lot of things. We didn't have to share with anybody else, you know, <laughs> siblings. So. Oh, I had the, the townhouse. I had the Winnebago. Oh, yeah. I had the oh. convertible. Oh, <laughs> classy. I was set up across the street with yeah. Amy. That yeah. is amazing. I feel like it's also a good partnership as we get older. What, I try to can keep... I also add, she yes. didn't want to be called Amy. She wanted to be called Bucky. How cute oh, that? oh, that is a giveaway. I'm just yeah. going to say <laughs> that does it. Well, you know, and how appropriate it is even now as I'm an, an older gay man and I have strategic, wonderful friendships with lesbians because sometimes things break at my house and I have no idea what I'm doing. So see, it continues through our lives. This great. Symbiotic yeah, I remember when I came out as a gay man in New York City and first started going to clubs, I would look around and go, where are the ladies? <laughs> I never understood why gay men and, and the gay women didn't socialize together because I always had lesbian friends. So, <laughs> right. And I still do. And exactly. you know what? They say there you know, the whole gay lesbian divide, I think I think it needs to break down because look right. at well, look at the symbiotic over. relationship. I think the younger generation right. That's right. not Right. No. Exactly. And you bring up a great point of the younger generation. You know, you've been out as an entertainer on the road for, you know, just a few years now. What do you think when you look uh, at the younger crew uh, coming up? What do you feel, especially like as you if you watch Drag Race, what do you feel of the generation that's coming up now through the ranks? You know, I both I I think they're terrific. I love I love meeting them. I love working with them. I've, you know, I do this show, Drag Queens of Comedy, yes. that we've done in San Francisco. Um, it started there. We're going to New York in January, so I've gotten to, you know, work with some of them. And and of course, they are, they're coming. They came to RuPaul's Drag Race already mm-hmm. having developed a craft. Right. Sure. And that's. Uh, I think if I was going to have one uh, negative thing to say, it would be that I think, you know, I was not. Um, developed as an artist, say, early on. It was something that I was lucky that I had something and that I had gone to school for theater, so I had a sense of what I wanted to create it, but it certainly has grown over the years. And I would say a lot of these younger queens that want to be famous, 
sure. that's the, their ultimate goal, and that was never really my goal. My goal mm-hmm. was to entertain people, and right. and to mm-hmm. entertain people, you had to develop a craft. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you don't really need to do that in order for people to uh, acknowledge you or, or want to admire you. Now you could just be on a reality show, right. and and they come to see you perform in a club and they don't even really care what you're doing because they're already online waiting to get the photo that they can post on Facebook right, so they yeah, can get a bunch yeah, of likes. Exactly. Uh, that to me is sad. Sure. And I feel like as a gay community, we kind of always, we discovered who the talent was and we were, and we carried right. their careers along for years. and mm-hmm. So I do count my blessings that I have worked for as long as I have. And, um, and I, I would say that I, th- I think some of the younger Queens that get, they get, uh, prematurely thrust into the public domain right. without having developed a craft. And that's something they'll learn to do, or they won't. Right. It doesn't matter. I mean, it is what it is, and it's the time that I'm living in, and I'm just grateful that I, I've i lasted as long as I have, honestly. <laughs> you are timeless, I have to say. You know, you brought up, a, uh, I wanted to bring up a quote that I read that you had said and get your feeling on that, but you had mentioned that you know, gay people, we used to decide, you know, we find the talent and help craft the talent. And you have a quote that says, I think that drag is scary, even in our own community. They would rather play it safe. People want to be really politically correct, which I think is very dangerous. I've heard from various people in the business that these stations, and you're referencing like Logo and here, are appealing to middle America. And I find that very disturbing because I always felt that we as gay people were the leaders. We decided what was funny, what was hot in fashion, now we are trying to figure out what middle America accepts. I'm not interested in that. I'm not trying to appeal to middle America. And that gay people are doing so only makes me angry. Can you talk to us about that a little bit? I said that? You did? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Surprise. Mm. <laughs> but I, I love it. I my tension tamer that day, I guess. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, that. I love that it's a, uh, you know, that you're looking at it. What do you, oh, so now that you're... I guess you're, there's truth in that to yeah. me. Uh, I mean, there is some truth in that. I just don't want to come across as uh, angry or bitter about it, because I'm really not. At the sure. end of the day, I really do. Uh, all I can do is talk about myself and, and, and just keep doing right. what I do and hope that people come and the fact mm-hmm. that people still do come and the fact that a new generation has sort of uh, discovered me is, is really thrilling and I, and I feel very grateful about that. But I guess when I answer those kind of questions, I do think there is a little bit, of, there is some truth to what I'm saying about, about that as well. Right, sure. right. You sure. know, that, we, that sometimes the, the uh, TV nowadays, even if you look at uh, regular reality shows on TV, right. they're not, you know, they have, it's all about trying to create a conflict between people. Right. And, and that's entertaining mm-hmm. yeah. for people. Yeah. And I, I, I guess I'm okay with that. If, if people want to watch it, that's okay. Right. I just question people's. Um, I wish people were more uh, aware that is that really entertainment or right. is that just like can we differentiate between what is it entertainment or is there a craft there or is that right. just our right. need to be voyeurs? 
Sure, exactly. Sure. And yeah. we'll put, and I've always thought of the best drag isn't is such an art form. It's just and it is this overall like you create this experience when you see Miss Coco Peru. It is it is visual, it is, you know, it is audio, it is this whole world that you obviously have created an art form from. And I I do worry that there are, like you mentioned, those that just want to get up there and be famous. But that's okay. For the people who love that, I'm always going to be drawn to the art form. Right. Well then and, and your your art form exists in your performance and in, you know, the the comedic side of it all. You know, from watching all of your things, it's always uh a weird kind of sense of humor that just that that makes sense and it's it's great it's it's witty but it's also has that dark edge like we said where I does that, that come from where does that craft that you have come from the you know that humor i grew up like i said in this little neighborhood and yeah. by the t- my parents were older when they had me um and they grew they um had a large group of friends and uh, most of those men that my father, including my father, they had gone into World War II. Oh, sure. Um, they were poor. You know, they were mm-hmm. working class. There was a lot of struggle and um, a lot of alcoholics. And uh, But I, I loved those people, and I loved being around my parents' friends. I sometimes enjoyed them more than I enjoyed being around children. <laughs> and I think when people struggle and they have survived, they develop... Uh, this sort of, this sense of humor that is dark sure and my i grew up around very funny people in one of my shows i talk about my aunt joan who but none of these people were my real aunts and uncles and i was <laughs> devastated when i found out i wasn't really related to them <laughs> oh. but um my aunt joan uh, at the time my sh- in one of my shows she had three cats and she named them jesus mary and joseph <laughs> You know, things like, you know, just, they were just wacky and I, yeah. I loved them. And I think I, I also grew up obsessed with B. Arthur. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I recognized at an early age that yeah. she, she had this comic timing that I just, yeah, I just was drawn to. And you, you got to be friends with her and you even, I know you interviewed her on your uh, conversations with Coco as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, like, how amazing is that? Oh, yeah. Wow. I would, it's how I feel in this moment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I would feel like, you know, when people, when I first told people that I was yeah. going to do drag, they were a little worried. Sure. You know, I, my, uh, I had some friends think that I was throwing away my college career. You know, mm-hmm. I studied acting, and, uh, and um, I know my parents were very worried about me talking about being gay on stage. My parents came to my first show and sat right up front, basically because my mother was convinced that people were going to throw tomatoes at me. (laughs) And she was going to stand up and defend me. And the tomatoes started flying. Uh, (laughs) That is amazing. I I wish my mother would be so brave. And well, your first one-person show was you weren't in drag on that one, were you? Oh, my first one-person show, no, I wasn't in drag, but um, I only did that one uh, once, and I realized mm-hmm. uh, that that was going to get me nowhere. Right. Um, but there was, uh, this calling to do drag was bigger. And, uh, well, I know you've mentioned and, you and knew... And once I discovered that, I actually had no doubt that I was going to uh, be successful, and I don't mean successful... 
uh, I mean successful in in the cabaret world of New York City. I knew right. people were going right. to come see my show. I just had a sense that what I had to say, people were going to connect with. And don't don't get me wrong, I had a ton of fears. I had mm-hmm. so many doubts, but my vision was much greater than the the doubt. See, and that's amazing. And what I've always found fascinating is, uh, you know, as your persona, Miss Coco Peru. Um, you would be you will be cast in things that as Miss Coco. It's not like they're not talking about oh this is a drag queen. This is just yeah. Hello, this, this is Miss Coco. Fair. Like I love your turn in Arrested Development. Oh gosh, it's, oh. that's just so much fun to watch Tobias go into your wig yeah. shop and. But you are just it's it, there's not these points of look. This is a drag queen. We've put this person in this role. It's well, the just, only reason I got that was because Richard Day, who wrote yes. Girls Will Be Girls, sure. yes. he directed it as well. Right, he was a writer on Arrested Development. Oh, so when they were looking for a, a drag queen. Yeah. He just, of course, thought of me. I live here in L.A. Yeah. And said, uh, asked the uh, the produce, writers and producers if if that's something they would offer me. And, and one of the gentlemen who's like, you know, I admire so much. He created that show. He got, he literally, when he met me, was jumping up and down, clapping. Oh, oh wow. He was so excited <laughs> to meet me. And yeah. he's straight. That is awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, but he loved Girls Will Be yeah. Girls. Oh, how yeah. do you not love that? Yeah. That is one of my favorite all time. And I know you guys are asked all the time, um, in in what year is, will we ever see a sequel? I, I would just say don't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least no, we got I, the first I know one. Richard, I, I know Richard's still working on it, and I know Richard really wants to finish it. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's just been like one kind of little minor disaster after another <laughs> as he's tried to get this done. Mm-hmm. He also bit off more than he could chew, and um, right. so he's just trying to get it done. Well, he hey. also had um, uh, he went public with this, but he had cancer, huh? so that was like oh it was just goodness. literally one thing after another. That oh. being like, are you kidding me, Richard? Oh. But um, yeah. he's, oh. he's better now. Wow. Oh, thank goodness. Good. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, you know you're you are known, of course, a lot for that amazing movie, and also for uh, let's talk about it burns, which is of course from the movie Trick. Your performance in that was, it's amazing how in one scene, so many people we all remember that so vividly. How did that happen? It was uh, just sort of by accident. My friend Jim Fall had written a movie called Eighty Eight, which mm-hmm. I was in. Mm-hmm. We were doing a number of readings, and and there were important people involved: Nathan Lane, Cindy Lauper, oh. oh, uh, wow. another actor I can't remember his name. But um, we were doing these readings, and I was in that movie. And then um, Jim got another script that was called Gay Boy, and he asked me to read it just to see if I thought it, if I liked it or not. Mm-hmm. And I read it, and I said, Jim, this is going to be your first film. Put away 88s. I know you wrote that. I know I'm in it, but mm-hmm. this is going to be your first film. And I wasn't in Gay Boy. That's what a good friend I am. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then he asked me to read for the auditions, to help him audition people mm-hmm. for the first reading, mm-hmm. just to start generating interest and try to find money people. So I was helping him read with the different actors coming in. And at the very end of the audition process, he turned to me and he said, would you do the part of Catherine? And I'll just explain to the audience that um, it's going to be played by a real woman, but you're just doing the reading. And I said, sure. 
Um, and thank God I said sure, because, well, it turned out that everyone thought I was so funny. <laughs> and I added the lines at the end, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. where's the cheese? Where's the cheese on these? I can't curse. I just remembered. Thank God I remembered. Um, <laughs> Appreciate. So I, so I did the reading, and everyone said she's so funny. You got to keep her in the movie, and they wrote me that part. Oh. And then I rewrote it to make it more right, you know, like it's coming from me. And um, the rest was it was uh, amazing. It was an and it was you know 1999. I'm a lot older since then, but I love that people still come up to me and say it burns. Right, and it means just say that in the gay community, we all get it. We totally know what yeah. we're all referencing. Well, I mean, they even parodied parodied it in um, oh, another yeah. gay movie. Uh, yeah, when they, they did. did. Yeah, so I mean, you are. Do you even understand your icon status? Does it register at all? I'm embarrassed even hearing that. So I <laughs> guess it doesn't register. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I will say this. I. I remember when I was a kid and I rented a, my first gay movie mm-hmm. and I was watching it at home, very, very nervous that I had to go up the street in my small neighborhood and take this movie out. And I knew that the people that gave it to me knew why I was renting it. And it was all the shame, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then my father caught me watching it. And oh. he even said, I know why you're watching this. And I just sat there oh. like... You know, my heart pounding. Yeah. But it was so important for me to see, and it was one of those sad gay movies, you know, but it was oh, so yeah. important for me to see gay yeah. characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I remember thinking, someday I want to be in a gay movie. Oh. And um, I remember I was sitting at Sundance, and the movie finished, and the credits were rolling, and I realized, oh, my God, I'm in a gay movie. <laughs> so... Um, I, for that reason alone, I feel lucky. Yeah. Sure, sure. You well, got, you got to fulfill your childhood dream. Yes. Are there more <laughs> dreams for you? Retirement would be nice. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, any any I'm, any dreams or projects coming up we could probably see outside of retirement? <laughs> no, just that I continue to tour and yeah, uh, sure, sure. There is a gentleman that wants to write a musical for me based on my own stories. Uh, nice. So it'd be me sort of putting together all of my different shows, yeah, maybe right. writing some new stuff, trying to create a show where he can write original music. Oh. So that would be great if that happened. Um, and uh, I'm always open to doing things like I did the show with Peaches Christ in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. We did Witches mm-hmm. of East Wick, the movie, oh. we changed it to The Witches of East Bay. It was myself, the Susan Sarandon, <laughs> Peaches Christ as um, the blonde one. I can't remember her name. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chad Michaels, a share. Of course. Oh. <laughs> Who else? Who else? <laughs> that... And we had such a good time. And, and the only reason I did that with Peaches was because I went to see yeah. another show of hers with Jinx Monsoon, The Great Garden. Uh-huh. Oh. And I went up to her afterwards, and I said, "You all look like you're having so much fun." And I always have to work alone, right? You know, I'd I'd love to work with you. And she said, "Oh my God, really?" And I said, "Yes." And she said, "I, you just 
you're uh, you're going to have to do it now because now I'm not going to leave you alone. Oh, God. So um, yeah. we did that. We're going to be doing that in New York in April. Oh, brilliant. So we have to plan an April trip to New York is what we're, <laughs> we're going to be doing. Now, you mentioned earlier in the in our conversation that um, you used to feel like you were you were on the outside looking in and in the drag world. Has that changed as uh, you've worked more and more? Do you feel more a part of the drag world or do you still feel like... You know, since you say you do a lot of solo shows and those things, do you feel like a part of it? I do. Um, when I did um, Tu Wong Fu, mm-hmm. that was my first time working with other drag queens like that. And right. that really, for me, was both an education because we came from all different worlds. And um, it was very, I think, healing for me on some mm-hmm. level to, to hang out with, you know, my sisters and to feel accepted. Right. Um, but, you know, sometimes that early childhood stuff of feeling like you don't belong and never really quite leaves you no matter how much work you do exactly. on yourself. So I think there's always still that like, oh, God, please, please accept me into this group whenever right. there's sort of this group thing. <laughs> and um, definitely doing the Drag Queens of Comedy mm-hmm. has been, again, that kind of wonderful experience where I feel like I'm part of this. I don't know, sisterhood of sorts. Right. Well, and I, and getting to work with uh, Varla Jean, and, and I'm sure that's that's a lot of fun as well. Uh, well, Varla Jean and I were friends from a long time ago. Sure. And, um, and then when I had to work with Jack, who does Evie, he doesn't really do drag. He's, right. He's an actor, and that was just one of his characters. Right. And we were asked to do a benefit together. And really, we were like oil and water, very different people. Oh. And um, I actually wanted to quit the event oh, sure. that we were asked sure. to co-host because oh. I couldn't seem to figure Jack out. Right. And he kept telling me how to say my line. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, that no, is a dangerous, no, no. dangerous <laughs> line to, to cross, right? And, so I was like, I could, I've told this story so many times, but I called the guy that was writing it yeah. to quit. And when he picked up, I said, hi, Dennis, how are you? And he told me that his brother had just passed. Oh, oh. no. And all I thought was, well, I can't quit now. Right, yeah. <laughs> so I just was like, well, out. okay, I'm so sorry. I was just calling to check in, and I hung up. Yeah. And oh, figured, oh, well, now no. i got to do it because right. I can't. And you're stuck. That's, that's how yeah, so things got, often happen. But thank, again, I'm so happy yeah. I didn't quit because yeah. that led to Girls Will Be Girls. Sure, right, sure. And I ended up being very close friends with Jack, and and I've and in his defense, I now ask Jack, <laughs> Jack, how should I say this line? <laughs> I ask him for line readings. Sure, that is so. see, and that and, changes the rules. So that's so, that's doable. Yeah, so often life happens that way. It's it's kind of great. Mm-hmm. Now, Coco, thank you so much for calling today, taking time out of your Sunday. Uh, we would we we do this thing on our show where we ask our celebrity guests to do a little soundbite for us. Uh, just say hi, I'm Coco per- Miss Coco Peru. You are listening to Outspoken, and then we'll play that later on over and over and over. Okay. Again. Are you still there? We are. <laughs> whenever you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just, maybe like I need an action or something. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Here we, we go. You ready? Yes. Ready. Hi, I'm Miss Coco Peru, and you're listening to Outspoken. Amazing. This has been a pleasure and an honor. And you know you're on our birthday show, and this has been the greatest birthday present I think we could have asked for, is to speak with you 
So I thank you. Our pleasure. And I'll just add one more thing. Yes. Hit it, Adele. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you got it. You have a great day. Think of <laughs> us you. as you drink your tension you. tamer tea, because that's what we're doing. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye, boys. Bye. <laughs> and I love it. Hit it, Adele. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Oh, actually, no, we that's not actually, what we're going to hit it, Miss Coco Peru. We're going to hit Miss Coco Peru. We'll hit well, we it, won't hit her. Miss Coco Peru. <laughs> we promise, because uh, we love her. This is Show Me Your Pride by Miss Coco Peru. You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And this is Outspoken. And that was the amazing Miss Coco Peru with Show Me Your Pride. We just finished interviewing Miss Coco Peru, the legend herself. Um, amazing. We were all sharing Tension Tamer Tea together. We were. It was great. Now, here's the thing. On our birthday, we want to give something back to we you. We do want to give something back. So we have... The great artist Kurt Schmier has created a version of Mike, um, which is our microphone, dude. And you can put it and up on the, our Facebook page. He's the Crazy page. Bee microphone. It is a huge yeah. poster we've put together, and we've all signed it, and we'd like to give it away for our birthday. But what should they do? What should they do? I think they should comment on the picture. On, our, on the picture. Do we so have it up on? The, on he's going to yeah, put it up. Comment. Yep. Uh, give, us, up. give us your reason why you think you deserve or no, why you are outspoken. Yeah. Tell us why you're outspoken. And then we'll pick the best one and right? give you a gift. So go to our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash outspokesman. Go there, find the picture of Mike, and put on there why you are outspoken. And we, you could win that poster. Hey, it's a lot of fun. First of all, you know it's going mm-hmm. to be a great collectible item as we get bigger and bigger. Um, and we do want to, again, I want to say uh, from all of us here at Outspoken, we want to give a sh- big birthday shout out to Sheila Owens, um, who is the wonderful person who sent us such a great letter earlier. She is in Phoenix. It is her birthday on Wednesday. And so the boys would just like to say happy birthday to Sheila Owens. Happy birthday. Happy. So, you know what? There we go. So we <laughs> okay, yeah. That, We're going to end on fun notes. We are. Kurt was really disappointed that he prepared so much, he so did. much of that game. And, and we did, only and got fun. to a little bit of it. So he would really like us to play it again. So there's more questions. It's not like the same questions. That would be such a boring N- game. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's... um. He has more questions. He has designed. Now, remember, all of these questions are uh, deal with people we've actually been lucky enough to interview over the last two years so uh we can't always remember sometimes we'll remember details but some of these guests were on two years ago and so it's it's hard but hey we are willing to play the game and we are and you know what this time we used to do this with the games we used to play background music let's play some game show music let's actually do it because why not you know right okay kuda kutschmir are you guys ready ready Okay, I've got about six more. Do oh, it. wow. Do it to it. Okay. This guest has appeared on CNN, MSNBC, and the Colbert, Colbert Report. Jonathan, is it Dan Savage? Yes. Oh, yes. Look at you. I love Dan Savage. Yeah, he was on like maybe eight months ago. On the Colbert Report? On our show. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> on the important show. Right. The one that matters. <laughs> right, I was exactly. like, yeah, he wasn't on eight months ago. Kurt. Sir, Kurt. Okay. This guest relocated to North Carol- 
Carolinas. Okay. Blue Ridge Mountain. After oh, retiring. Sergey, it's uh oh, what's what's her name? She's the author. Another mm-hmm. F word. Yes. Oh, and her what name is, her, is? Name? her name? I know her name. What's the last name? It's a color. It's black, isn't it? Nope. <laughs> it starts I, with the B, though. You're I so close. Know. You've got everything What's her but name? the name. Mary Lisa Brown. Brown. Mary Lisa Brown. Brown. Lisa. You didn't See, even know I it. I knew Lisa Brown. Oh, yes, I, I remember. give you a half. No, a point. you don't give me a point. Give Just Jonathan go. that point. No, I knew I who it was. I forgot the name. Yes, I, uh, go I for it. Let's find the next one. Okay. I know Lisa. This guest grandmother was a Methodist minister who ran an orphanage. Her grandmother was a Methodist minister who ran an orphanage. Next clue. Yeah. Um, this guest recently began working with homeless people on the streets of San <gasps> Francisco as a tribute to on the streets of San dear Francisco. friend uh, Robin Williams. Oh, oh, oh Sergey, Margaret Cho. There it yes. is. I had not. Re- I didn't remember that part of the interview about her mother. Grandmother. Grandmother. Yeah, I didn't remember that part. I know. It was a little... Margaret Cho. Nice little She was a lot tidbit. of fun to, to talk to. That's for sure. Huh, interesting. Okay. And? Okay. LA's very own transplant from East Berlin. That didn't help me. <laughs> I'm all thinking of Eric East LaRue Ber- again. Yeah. That's him. That's him. Oh. 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 Okay. Well, there that you go. Counts, I guess. <laughs> now, you, you didn't know that that was him, no, but you did. right? But huh. who knew? Go Fascinating. ahead. Okay, this guest That's loose. Uh, is a winner of the New Next Now Brink of Fame Comic Award. Comic Award. Comic. So the it's comedian. Ne- right. Um, on logo, because it's the New Now Next Award. Um, right. Uh... Next, I'm trying to next think. clue. The guest no. has starred in roles on Fox's Bones, NBC's Best Friends Forever, ABC's Happy Endings, and Fox's The Mindy Project. Then Sergey, is it Stephen Garino again? No. No. Oh, I thought we sure. don't repeat. Yeah. Well, yeah, yes. but but you said happy ending. Sergey, we do wow. not repeat oh, questions. Sir, how dare you? <laughs> okay, so on The Mindy Project. On, on The Mindy Project. Wow. Third clue. Is this is the final clue. Oh, well, okay. Former uh, cast member of Logo's Big Gay Sketch Show. Um, um, it's Jonathan, Julie Goldwyn. Yes. Uh, was she? That was, oh, my I didn't goodness. remember part of it. I know. I, don't, I didn't never see her on the Mindy Project. I know. Oh, I, I vaguely remember. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go hey, ahead. It's in my notes. It's, it's true. In, it's I believe <laughs> it. I believe it. Kurt says it. It's real. It's right. Okay. This mm. guest worked with organizations such as the Trevor Project, Make a Wish, and St. Jude, and Free the Children. Feed the Children. <laughs> Free the Children. <laughs> Free the Children. Free the from their parents. Do it for the children. Okay, I don't know anything um, from that part. Ooh. Yeah, no idea. Go ahead, next. Okay. Um, this guest is the first major marketed um, male country artist to publicly, oh. to publicly come out as gay. Sergey is a Ty Herndon. Yes. There yeah. it is. There we go. Now, maybe we shouldn't be doing this on air so they <laughs> future <laughs> no, guests will know. Oh, they'll right. know nothing they about us. They won't remember a thing. Yeah. Maybe no, we shouldn't talk. We're very yeah. well prepared during interviews. Right, <laughs> exactly. The producer <laughs> knows all. Right, well, it's you, true. Yeah, okay. You well, I have actually. one more. Oh, okay, oh, we got one. it. We got it. Okay. This guest travels across the nation and the world urging uh, audiences to act 
individually and collectively to make the world a more accepting place for everyone, regardless of race, religion, ethnic... Oh, gosh, I can't even say it. Okay, sorry, is it Matthew Vines? Oh. No. Oh. Say it was us, but okay. Yeah, I know, Um, right? I'm like, is that us? Yeah, I know the rest of what you're saying. Clue number two. You don't need to... Clue number two, and I think I gave you clue number two, actually. So this is... No, this is clue number two. Um, Okay. He accidentally gave Helped create a foundation that seeks to replace hate with understanding, acceptance, and Is it no hate? No. You forgot to say your name. Well, so he was wrong, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, right, exactly. What is this, Jeopardy? Is there a third clue, or do we? is that yeah. all of them? Yeah, there's one, one more. more. Okay, one bring more? it. The music's done. So. This guest right. lost a son in 1998 oh. to a hate crime. Oh, oh Jonathan, Je- Judy Shepard. Yes. Shepherd. Oh, that kills me. He was His birthday was just the other day. He was going to be 39. Oh, yeah. It w- yeah. Yeah. I Anyways, birthday. Happy birthday, boys. Yay. Do you have a favorite moment as we begin to wrap up our uh, our second year show yeah do you have a yeah favorite yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um you know i all of them <laughs> all of them this is see this is like, such a yes, hard question I do. you know yes. no i don't yeah oh okay <laughs> it's such a hard question because i love all of our moments but oh my goodness it's um so much fun. oh my goodness i i love all the events that we've done that oh, that's a good goodness. time that you know uh working with spokane aids network is always uh, we is, they is are the a great pon- is really partnership the with those mm-hmm. with them and us. Yeah, we enjoy a lot of our community stuff that we get right, involved exactly. with. Exactly. Um which is fun and we'll be doing more of that actually this continued, I guess, this month. Yeah. Um well of course today was a big moment for me because I, I absolutely love Coco Peru and so to be able to speak with her was kind of surreal. Um that is hard. I always enjoy our guests. See, put you on the spot. Now. I know, I mean, right? It's, and, and in guests, in terms of guests, I mean, Margaret Cho getting getting so Margaret amazing. Cho back uh, right? was incredible. And Twice. I, I, I love that. Very um, few do we do the, the right. we're just going to need a wall of the people who Recurring. have returned. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, Margaret, Steven. I know, that's fun. Yeah. Lily Tomlin was amazing. Um, and that was forever ago, though. But let's face it, what I appreciate the most, I mean, I love all the celebrities yeah. and all the people we get to talk about, but I really very much enjoy laughing with you sir oh we have stop. we have a lot of fun oh, and i think that's, that's true we do that's the fun part so i yeah. will say anytime we're in here and we're just having especially a good time, yeah. on the days that we just tickle ourselves and we just can't keep it together. we don't actually Love tickle that. ourselves <laughs> that would be very weird right i try it doesn't work <laughs> try to tickle myself <laughs> Kirk, no. go away no um, oh my. and uh <laughs> <laughs> See, I pictured us tickling each other ourselves. Oh, okay. <laughs> but maybe the ourselves was more. Either way, well, it's it, weird. It's weird. Yeah, it gets That's, odd. Anyways, we, we love coming to you every week, laughing with you every week, and hopefully making you think every week. We definitely always welcome uh, the letters that we receive. They mean a lot to us. We they do really not. do. They we really don't take do. this for granted mm-hmm. by any means. Two years is a big milestone for us, and we plan to be here you know, doing our show and doing this work that we do for, you know, more years to come. So it's Absolutely. very exciting. Just a reminder, um, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash outspokesman. If you would like to get an autographed poster uh, from the boys, it's a lot of fun. All you have to do is find that picture of Mike the Microphone and comment. Comment. Tell why, us why you're outspoken. Why you're outspoken. Why? And then you could win that uh, that poster. So do that. Also, remember, you can find us on iTunes. Yes, you can uh, subscribe. And also rate and review yes. us. We would love if you gave us five stars. 
Um, and as always, I mean, there's there's great programming here on I know. KYRS. I do want to say one of our listeners' favorite moments is yes. dancing at the merch table at No Hate. No Hate, that was what, Yeah, that was a lot yes. of fun. And I love that even our listeners have favorite moments. I remember you two dancing. Yeah. At the okay. No Hate merchandise right. table. And hey, that, that we had our own great dancers there, and that was a lot of fun. So <laughs> anyways, remember it, to tune in every week. Uh, next week is going to be another great show. We have an Emmy nominee, an Emmy winner, actually, from uh, Scandal, who's going to be on the show, uh, a gay man, amazing actor, award winner. So hey, keep tuning in. We'll bring you the shows you want to hear. <laughs>